Cause when you're 15, somebody tells you they love you, you gotta believe them. And when you're 15, feels like nothing to figure out. Yes. I see her soon. Oh, this month. I'm literally so I literally was just telling my friend Katie that's going on Saturday to Philly. I was like, I might stand outside until the tickets start to drop. Oh my god, you should. <laughs> you should just like come with us. I should. I like like I first was like really stressing on my outfit because I'm like I'm not like a I'm a I like Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I'm, I love her music, but not, I don't consider myself like a diehard Swifty okay. like my sister and like I've seen on TikTok people yeah. are like so I was like, oh, I'll just wear, like, a big, like, T-shirt that says, like, I'll get something on Etsy and, like, whatever, make it cute. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, no, I can't do that. And I found a shirt today on Princess Polly that's literally called Enchanted to Meet You. Oh, and that's cute. my favorite song. Cute. So I'm, I think I might get that. Anyways. Right. Anyways, <laughs> welcome to Unhinged Therapy. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Happy Tuesday. We hope you had a great week. How was your weekend, Danielle? Well, it was good. Let's start off with Thursday. We had oh, a photo yeah. shoot with Crooked oh Creations. Shout out Crooked Creations. It was so much fun. We loved the outfits that like she put together for us. And yeah. like she literally put so much thought into it. I loved it. It was like sleepover vibes, like two thousand like early two thousand vibes. Yeah. Like it was just like sick. Like it was it was cool. I appreciated like the thought and time and like effort. No, one hundred percent. It was just such a fun experience and like I don't know. She made us, like, also, like, feel comfortable. Like, she had, like, the whole thing, like, planned out, and we didn't know what to do, so we were just, like, hee-hee the whole time. we were just, like, laughing, Mm -hmm. and um, I liked... It was just a good feeling, like, that we're both supporting each other, because, like, we're a small, like, brand, small business, so it was, like, nice supporting each other, Mm -hmm. and, like, it's just a nice feeling. It's just fun, too. It's so much fun, and I think the outfits that we were wearing are going to be available next month yes so they're like more like sleeping vibes yeah she has other stuff up there yeah and the what we wore like in the pictures like i think describes us each like you know our personalities um differently like your shirt literally said spicy i I literally think when she like starts to sell it i'm gonna be like listen girl i need that i I liked my shirt it was like i drew about boys i'm like i mean how accurate could that be it was so accurate yeah but it was really fun. And then Friday was Cinco de Mayo. Yes. I was really only supposed to go out. I say this every weekend. I was supposed to go out for one drink. Like, I really was. Because Molly had work the next day, like, opening. And I was like, whatever. Like, let's just go and have a margarita for the, the holiday. Mm-hmm. Guys, I blacked out. I blacked out. I'm dead. Like, I, I seriously need to stop doing that. Because I'm like, Molly will tell me something. And I'm like, wait, was I there? She's like, like, yes, I'm crying. Uh, but it was really fun. Um, and then I fought with somebody on the phone, and I always get the last word. You oh, don't want to fight with me, especially when I'm blacked out. I was like, I'm, I'm bad. It was a chill night. Like, I was <laughs> I only went, like, to three bars. And he's like, you're blacked out calling me. I'm like, oh, God. No, I'm not. But anyways, I made it home. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday was really nice. Um, I actually worked. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I had work. Um, I worked for four hours and I acted like it was the end of the world. I remember. I was so funny. Oh my God. I literally got to work and I was still drunk. I was like, guys, I'm, <laughs> I'm not okay. My coworker gave me a shot of peanut butter whiskey and like, I work with like middle, like grown men. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Like, I just can't. But it, it did 
kind of made me want to throw up, but also, like, kind of cured me. Yeah. So, and then I came home and slept. Mm-hmm. And then I had dinner with my family, and it was really fun. And then I had um, brunch yesterday at my cousin. It was Drag Visibility Day in Asbury, baby. We stand. We stand the drag community, and I love drag shows. They're so much fun. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of hate and stuff going on around it right now. So which much. is literally insane to me, and I can't so even disgusting. understand it. Literally disgusting. So it was nice to, like show support and yeah like i got a shirt that literally says drag conquers hate so there you go yeah and it just made me so happy so that's i had awesome. a pretty good weekend how about good. you um i had a good weekend so cinco de mayo was also a lunar eclipse in scorpio and i'm a very spiritual person there we go so i decided not to go out because like i mentioned last week i was going through a lot with my mental health um and I did kind of, it wasn't even like a breakup, but I'm just going to put it out there. Me and Hotel Man are no more. Hotel Man was discharged. Wait, um, what is it when you, is it? <laughs> what? I was going to say when you like leave the hotel, like you're dis. Oh, he checked out. He checked out. He checked out. Um, and I'm not going to really get into like details because I'm not going to use my platform to like degrade other people or anything like that. But I do just feel like very blindsided and like used. So I've been like kind of going through it. Um, and I decided instead of going out and drinking away my problems, I sat and with like the lunar eclipse, I sat and wrote down every single thing I wanted to release, not just with the relationship, like with myself personally, because I feel like it also brought up a lot of stuff that I had not really gotten over in my last relationship with. Mm-hmm. And, like, I really need to tune into me. I, I literally said to myself today, I was like, this chapter of my life is called fucking peace because I fucking deserve it. Hell yeah. And I really just need to, like, put myself first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did that on Friday. I wrote down every single thing I wanted to release, and then I burned it. And literally, if you walked past my house, like, I was standing outside of my window with a candle, and the, like, flames were coming out. Like, people probably, like, were like, oh, my God, there's that. a witch. There's it. a witch. But no. Yes, I love that for you. <laughs> I was just releasing all of my negative, like, thoughts and everything I wanted to let go of. And then I wrote down every single thing that I wanted to happen to me in the next year. And it was very, honestly, like I was hysterically crying. Like it was very emotional. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah. Oh my God, Brie, I'm so happy you did that. Thanks. I, I remember yeah. um, last year and I was like really going through it. Mm-hmm. I did the same thing. Like yeah. I wrote down, different though, like I wrote down a message that I wanted someone to hear. Like, yeah. And I got like really into it. Mm-hmm. I would do this like once a week to make myself feel better. Like mm-hmm. if I was crying, I would, but you burn it in like a pot yeah. too. I'm like, my neighbors are gonna think I'm a meth addict yes, or something. Literally. But it makes you feel so much better. It's so therapeutic. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a new person. And then I woke up on Saturday and I drove to DC to go see one of my best friends that lives there. Um, me and my friend Danielle, other Danielle. Yeah, other Danielle. Um, we went and we honestly had the best time. It was just really nice being around like my people. Like I've known my friend Katie that lived in DC since the sixth grade and like it was just and her cousin was there too that also has been like my super close friend for years so all of us just being together and like enjoying each other's company we went on like a water taxi and went on the water so fun i know we went to like a bunch of museums and then i don't know it was just really nice weekend so like being away and getting away and like escaping is so nice it's such a nice reset for you yeah i feel like you needed that i did i needed like a fresh like breath of fresh air yeah and you definitely seem a lot better yeah i'm getting really nice comes in waves people yeah it comes in waves it really does but you gotta ride it yeah you gotta put yourself first and i one thing about me is i can make a very terrible situation my bitch and that's what i'm about to do hell yeah i need that so you could help me because 
I'm not changing for anybody. <laughs> Don't, and that's what I learned this weekend. Yeah. If someone doesn't like you for you, then fuck them. Mm-hmm. I will not be told that someone will not date me because of something I do every day. Exactly. And fuck that. I'm not changing. No. I'm perfect the way I am. Exactly. No. I got a little down, but I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. If someone doesn't accept you for you and isn't ready to kind of commit to that, then that's their own problem, not your own. Yeah. Like, don't so. conform to other people. No. Be yourself. Because there will be someone one day that loves all of you and appreciates all of you and all your weird tendencies. Exactly. So, yeah. Oh, we love that. That was wholesome. Yes. Well, kinda, yeah. Because I, I was in my bag yesterday. Yeah. Like, I was really in my bag, yeah. but whatever. I got over it. Because oh I'm God. like, I'm a bad bitch. Anyone would be lucky to have me. 100%. So. And that's what you got to keep telling yourself. Yeah. Well, we're going to keep up with the wholesome vibes this week and get into this week's topic. But first, let's hear a word from our sponsor. <laughs> All right. So this week, we are going to be reflecting. Aww. We're going to be reflecting on our lives, our childhood, mm-hmm. and mainly the big theme is what you would want to tell your younger self. Yes. And kind of like check in with yourself where you were like at that time of life, Mm -hmm. which I think is like really fun. It is fun. And we encourage you as we go through it, like kind of check in with yourself either during the episode or after, like take pauses and like think about what you would say to yourself. Yeah. And I think this is such a good topic for this month specifically yes. because we've said that it's mental health awareness month Mm -hmm. and I feel like young the youngest I was like I was not aware of my mental health I didn't Mm -hmm. know what it was um so let's just start it off baby start it off um I want to give out a trigger warning for anyone I do talk about a lot of things with mental health including things like um suicide and assault and etc so if you do not have the headspace to hear this i completely understand we still love you i give you full permission to turn it off and listen when you feel ready or if you never feel ready that's also okay so i just wanted to put that out there yeah that's Mm -hmm. yeah that's very yeah if you're not comfortable or you don't trigger whatever Mm -hmm. like we respect you we're here for you you don't have to listen yes but um, we're just going to get into it. Let's get it going. I think we should start at five years old. Okay. Um, I don't know. Like I was saying to Brie before the episode started that I don't think I was like super aware or like educated on my mental health like mm-hmm. until I was probably in college. But mm-hmm. I remember being like five years old. Um, my, my dad's mom and my dad's dad had passed away within like very similar, within like two years of each other. Mm-hmm. So I was like probably five and seven. Yeah. Um, and it, I just remember being sad because I was like, I don't, I mean, at the time I don't think I really fully understood it. Yeah. But also like I wanted them to be around mm-hmm. and like have a relationship with them. But like, I just didn't, I didn't get the chance to. Yeah. Um, I've always watched, I've, I mean, I'm the youngest of three, so my brother and sister, I grew up right next to them, and like they're mm-hmm. both very different people. Mm-hmm. Both we all have very different personalities, mm-hmm. um, and we've all struggled separately that yeah. you wouldn't even know. I, you know, um, I grew up like in a very healthy household with like very loving parents who have made it pretty really easy to communicate and uh, communicate how I feel to them. Have made me very comfortable, loved, mm-hmm. everything. Um, and I know that's not the case for everybody, so I'm yeah. ex- extremely grateful for that. And my parents were just... I was always active. I was playing sports. I 
had friends within the, my sports teams and I was mm-hmm. still very close to my family, uh, very close to my cousins. Like every memory I have from when I was younger was just good vibes. Like mm-hmm. I was with my family, with my cousins all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super grateful for that because I, I know that's not the case for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I would just tell my five-year-old self, like keep enjoying life. Like be grateful, be a little bit more grateful for your family. Cause you def, I definitely took advantage of that. But you're also five years old. <laughs> yeah. I just want to be like a little one, like yeah. stay close, like stay close yeah. to your family. Like day like this forever like I want to hug her yeah oh my god wait but I was a huge tomboy (laughs) so I was like my oh my god stop I was a huge tomboy from that age until Mm -hmm. I was like maybe 12 yeah um I literally looked like a boy like Mm -hmm. I had the shortest hair I wanted to be like my brother Mm -hmm. I wore like a a onesie bathing suit with board shorts and a rash guard like I my sister bullied me she my sister bullied boy. me. I was a skater boy. Whenever my brother had his friends over, I wanted to skateboard with them. <laughs> like, I was full on, like, in it. Like That's awesome. But I was bullied a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was bullied because I, like, really, like, thought I was a boy. Not really, but I was like, I wanted to be a boy. I was yeah. a tomboy. Um, not enough to, like, trans- transition myself. At the, I don't think yeah. that was even, like, a thought at the time for the society. But um, my sister bullied me so much. Oh, God. I was bullied by, like all my friends not even I didn't really have any friends honestly I'm dead and my cousins and I was fine I was happy and I I look back and I don't regret it because I was a happy kid yeah I had a good childhood oh that's good where were you at five um when I was five um my I was living I think at my grandma's with my mom my mom and my dad got divorced when I was um turning three um and my dad was dating his now wife and I was just going back and forth from New York to New Jersey a lot I loved living with my I lived with my aunt my uncle my grandma and my mom and I absolutely loved it and like what I would say like my younger self in that time was just like stay like so close to your aunt and like my uncle my grandma like they were like my aunt especially like anything that I went through like she was like such a positive like pillar for me and like even like through that like I didn't really fully understand what was going on like I didn't understand my parents were getting divorced like I was just like oh mom dad aren't together dad has this new girl around like whatever yeah and my aunt like made every day the best that it could possibly be for me um and same about my mom just like really appreciate my mom because my mom went from like living in like this beautiful house with my dad to sharing a bedroom with me just to save up enough money to get her own place for me and her to like survive Um, so just really appreciate them and also like speak up more because there started to be like red flags with my relationship with my dad and my stepmom that I never really spoke about because I just wanted to be accepted so badly Mm -hmm. by them like I adored my dad like he was like my favorite person in the universe like I would genuinely look forward to going to his house on the weekends Um, but little things started happening that like made me uncomfortable and I held on to it for years. It didn't come out until therapy, like, years later. That, like, it was literally, like, repressed memories. And my therapist would be like, how old were you? And I was like, I don't know. He was, like, living in his apartment. And she was like, you were five years old. Like, he got married when you were six. And she was like, and you held on to this for so many years. I'm like, yeah. So just, girly, speak up. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, I was just too young to really fully understand the situation. Yeah. So just, you know, appreciate 
those around you and like it's so hard to like look back and like think like how hard people were working and like you had no fucking concept oh my god seriously like as a kid like Mm -hmm. you have no idea no and you're like that's why it's so hard sometimes to be like oh i was so ungrateful but it's like you don't know like you you know you don't know what life was you don't know you you just Mm -hmm. don't because you're five you're so limited like you have like all your biggest concern is when's your next like meal literally when can i eat in front of the tv not at the table like yeah yeah when am i gonna go to daycare like when can i see my fucking friends mom yeah and i love dancing one thing i would say to my younger self is like dancing was like your like safety net for many years and like stick with it because i tried to quit actually because i was going back and forth after school kindergarten whatever it was to New York to go dance and I remember I was hysterically crying one day and I was like mom I don't want to dance anymore it wasn't that I didn't want to dance it was like I was so exhausted that like I didn't want to do the commute so then I started Uh. in New Jersey I think a couple years later and it like really helped me Uh, come back to myself being active and like doing stuff like that is so good for you Mm -hmm. it's like so therapeutic and like for especially for kids because Mm -hmm. You don't. You have so much energy, so many emotions when you're a kid that you have literally no idea how to talk about, how to translate. What it does it mean? You don't know. Yeah. And so you, when you have something like that where you can like express yourselves, but like not verbally, it's like huge, and you don't even realize, realize it at the time. Like mm-hmm. you're just having fun dancing. Exactly. And you don't realize what it does for you. You don't. But your little brain picks up on fucking everything. Everything. But you just don't realize it at the time. Yeah, you don't. And even with like when I've been working with kids, like Mm -hmm. it's so, I just, it's so interesting to me because I took Mm -hmm. a lot of child psychology classes in college because that was like my main focus. Mm -hmm. And so when you work with kids, you can also see it too. Mm -hmm. Like each kid's so different. They come from such a different background there. And the anxiety that's in kids nowadays mm-hmm. and like and the way they express it it's just very eye-opening now yeah. and like now it made me think back like oh, what was what did I do like I was, mm-hmm. I was super shy too I was yeah, a shy kid I was very shy me which too. I feel like is so hard to believe because no, I'm like, saying <laughs> when I used to tell people I was like a very shy person they're like excuse me yeah I was very shy yeah. and I think I had social anxiety like mm-hmm. I only hung out with my cousin mm-hmm. at recess until I was in about fifth grade when I had friends, fourth mm-hmm. grade when I had friends. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any friends like in first, second, or third grade. Yeah. I literally, and my cousin was a year young, younger than me, so I'd wait for him outside of recess I to hang that. out. Like I had no friends. My fate, wait, this is actually pretty funny. My, my mom always says, she's like, you know how long it took you to say ma when you were a baby? She goes, your first word was da. She goes, your second word was boy. <laughs> literally, apparently, there was a boy walking down the street, and I go, a boy <laughs> out the window so i've always been boy crazy yes. and then my third word was shit. shit i dropped something on the ground and i said ah oh, shit uh, and my mom was like oh, i gotta stop cursing in front of like, her okay foreshadowing the future Literally. so if there's one piece of advice i could give to people that are around like younger kids it's just like they're sponges they oh pick God, up on yeah. everything your mood your emotion the way you speak to them the way you speak yes. to other people the way you speak to yourself yeah, and be patient with it. it's so yes god it's so hard but you have the patience you need. Yeah. Um, all right, let's fast forward to our teenage years. Okay. Ooh, now we're back in 2012, 2013. Ooh. And we're wearing our Hollister shirts oh and my our God. my Hollister yellow sweatpants and my polka dot shirt. Ooh, and spicy. My, my little colorful jeans mm-hmm. and everything. I was um I was just a weird kid. Like not like I had a I had a solid group of friends, I think, at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played sports. I played basketball, soccer. So I had friends from that. 
Um, again, I was just quiet. Like I was yeah. very, I struggled in school a lot too. I have a learning, well, I was diagnosed with a learning disability when I was in school. So I was always in like the resource room, which is like the smaller classes. Yeah. So, and it really didn't become like a thing for me that I really cared about until I was in like middle school mm-hmm. where I was in the same like homeroom as my friends. Mm-hmm. So when you're in the same homeroom as them, like you're like you're gonna have a lot of classes together, like the main classes together, mm-hmm. and on like a certain like they called it like teams, like yeah. upstairs, whatever. But I was always out of that. Like mm-hmm. I was always in the smaller classrooms and on the opposite side of the school. And like we would be like, why? Oh no, I'm stupid. Like mm-hmm. I'm telling my younger self, you're not stupid. You just yeah. learn differently. Um, you're just a little. You just not everyone's the same. No, and the like school structure is just so difficult, and it does not apply to every child no yeah and it doesn't mean you're dumb no it doesn't mean that you're like odd like you're just you just learn differently and that's totally fine like you're all there to learn so learn the best way that works for you yes and if they're really your friends they won't care no and middle school's already so awkward and hard so awkward so awkward but I feel like looking back on it I feel like in eighth grade I really started to like come into myself mm-hmm. and gain a, I got my you know what happened I got my braces off oh there she was and I shiny became, teeth in me I became obsessed with myself <laughs> you guys I would look in the tv screen of my homeroom like just to look at myself and I'd be like, oh, can I go to the bathroom? And my friend, I'm, this is when I met my best friend. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she just wants to go look at herself in the bathroom. And then she's like, no, <laughs> oh, you can't go. And then my, my science teacher was the first one to call me boy crazy. Oh boy. I really came into myself though. I, I had, I met my best friend. Um, I had a lot of classes with three of my best friends. Like I was really happy. Um, I was in eighth grade, we were ruling the school. Like that, what more could you want? Um, and then someone called, told me I had a fat ass. Oh. They said I had a badonkadonk. In eighth grade? They told the me The Yeah. And they would be like, are you going to wear your hot pants, leggings, <laughs> and yoga pants? And <laughs> I was like, oh my God, only Fridays. Like, I... That's so funny. But I was like, I remember, like, being happy. But sometimes when I was sad, like, I would never understand, like, why am I sad? I have all these good things around me. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know and at this time my sister she's three years older than me she was on the podcast last week shout out Alexis um she was I think in high school so my sister and I have very different um childhood memories as I think she probably touched on but I never understood why she might have been depressed because I'm like well we have such a good family Mm -hmm. like you have friends Mm -hmm. you hang out with your friends like why are you so sad Mm -hmm. why can't you like I don't know why can't we talk about it you know mm-hmm. um so I I think as I've grown I'm gonna talk about like how I've grown up I'm also gonna compare it to my, my sister a lot because we both have she taught me a lot mm-hmm. growing up so at this time though I was just really into sports again a little bit of a tomboy I was just very active like mm-hmm. still I was I'm very lucky to have had this relationship with my parents where I've grown with them yeah and not like just have my mom's my parents but they're also my friends mm-hmm. and I just grew really close to my aunt yeah so I would I mean we would gossip at her kitchen table I'd bring my friends over it was just oh. such like you know it's just like such an open door feeling with yeah, my family I'm like it really is so it's it's I'm so again so grateful to have like mm-hmm. and if I I would tell my younger self anything at this time um appreciate the times with your friends 
and it's okay if you grow out of friendships because Mm -hmm. it's going to happen in in high school especially especially middle school and high school like you're just finding your individuality so sometimes it just doesn't match with like certain personalities and there's nothing wrong with that and when high school especially like it's so there's so many different groups for everybody Mm -hmm. and I've just I don't know I I just want everyone to know that like there are growing pains Mm -hmm. just I would tell myself is growing pains but also appreciate sports you love basketball appreciate basketball I was like very lucky to have started on varsity my freshman year like Mm -hmm. that was not common Mm -hmm. like and I was 15 I was 15 I wasn't 16 I was 15 that's awesome playing with like 18 year olds like it was sick and I want to I should be able to brag about it but I was so like no I'm not talking about it like I'm not gonna draw attention to it but yeah be fucking proud of yourself Mm -hmm. that was a lot I I dedicated my life to basketball at one point so maybe that's one thing I tell myself maybe like have some fun smoke a little weed bitch (laughs) but that's so good like I like my cousin like did gymnastics her whole life and like she's in her senior year of high school now and like it's so refreshing seeing her like be so in love with something like and just have such a community around her because of it and I feel like it definitely led her away from being in like a bad crowd because of it so I definitely understand that and like being in love with your sport yeah it was fun it was I was very into it Mm -hmm. how was uh your Middle school, high school. Uh, it was definitely a different experience, I will say. Um, I started to go to therapy when I was in the seventh grade. Um, in the sixth grade, I kind of like finally snapped because there was a lot of things going on at my dad's house that I never really opened up about. Um, and then it came to a head because one morning before school, I remember it was a Friday and I was hysterically crying to my mom and I was like, please, please don't let me go there. And she was like, why? She was like, I don't understand. Like, you've never had an issue before. And I was like, I I can't, like, I cannot go there. Like, I don't feel safe. And then um, that day when I got on the school bus to go home, I called my grandma and I was like, dad's not coming, right? And she was like, no, he's on his way. Like, what do you mean? And I had a panic attack on my school bus in the sixth grade and I got off the bus and we went to her house and I hid underneath her bed. Um, And no one knew what was going on. My grandma like did not know any better. She told him where I was. And then we ended up basically getting to like a physical like altercation. Like he like beat me and my grandma had to watch and she couldn't do anything. Um, because I was scared and then the cops somebody called the cops we don't know who we think it was the neighbor to this day because it was outside and I was screaming bloody murder like I had a welt on my leg probably like I don't it was very I like a lot of it still like blocked out from my brain but I remember telling the cops that he didn't hit me because I became like so immune to saying that things didn't happen um, he never it wasn't like every weekend I would go there I would get hit but it was a lot of like I felt like emotional stuff more so and then every once in a while if I would cry and say I wanted to go home I would get hit um and I was just so young I didn't understand I didn't tell anyone because I just was like fearful because I loved my dad and I didn't understand why he was doing it Mm -hmm. um and then after that situation happened like my mom literally didn't know how to handle it because she she put me in therapy she like made me start not made me but it like led me to start talking about things that happened and I got a lot of autonomy in like my decision to like go there or not which was good um but definitely everything that I went through kind of put me in a really dark headspace and I really had trouble like finding like I literally became like so like hopeless I would say 
Um, so when I was 14, um, I got put on like medication for depression and anxiety, um, and the medication actually made me worse. Um, and I started having suicidal thoughts for like the first time in my life. Oh my God. Um, and I told my psychiatrist, and they increased. They didn't. Dec- they didn't take me off it. They didn't try anything new. They just increased the medication. Um, Why? Because uh, I guess I can't really explain. It. Like sometimes that's what they do. And yeah. also, I was fourteen. Like medication is very, very different with kids than it is with adults. Because yeah. your brain's not fully, yeah, like functional yet. Um, and then it made me even worse. Um, like I kept like I. It was, I, it's very blurry again, because like trauma with me, like a lot of it gets blurred out, but they ended up taking me off the medication, like cold turkey. And you really should never do that. Um, And I started having hallucinations. I was in the hospital and then I got home from the hospital and I wrote a suicide note and I tried to uh, swallow a bottle of pills when I was 14. and then I was hospitalized for like a week. Um, and I'm sharing this because like one thing I would say to my younger self is like, it gets so much better. Mm-hmm. And like you don't, in that headspace, especially when you're a teenager, like you do not process everything happening to you. And you just don't think there's a way out. Like yeah. anyone, like whenever I say like I understand mental health, like I completely understand that feeling. Like you literally feel like there's no way out. You literally feel like this world would be better without you. I felt like such a burden to like my mom and like my dad and like everyone. Like I felt like I couldn't like, I don't know. I just felt like there was something wrong with me. Like all this was happening. He's like, there was something like not right with me. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't want to be in the picture anymore. And I like, want to like go back and like hug that girl like so bad oh my god I'm so emotional (laughs) but I just want to hug her and be like it's not your fault like none of this happened because like you're a bad person no um ew I'm crying (laughs) but yeah so you definitely learn a lot and well I learned a lot when I was in high school about like how to manage my mental health um and I still feel like I hold a lot of guilt for what I've done because it, it like literally changed my family, it changed my mom, it changed my grandma. Um, ew, I gotta get together. Okay, anyways. <laughs> but one thing I would say is like don't, I would even say to myself now, like you can't feel guilty for the way that you felt because you didn't no, fully understand like everything you were feeling. Yeah. Um, and just like please like seek help like tell please. people you're suffering because I wasn't I was not being honest and that's what made me spiral so much mm-hmm. um and as soon as I started opening up to my friends like I say I'm so close to my friends Daniel and Katie and Chris because they went through the entire thing with me like from beginning to end I remember um I left the hospital and the first thing I did was like my friends were all there for me and it was like the most like humbling experience and it gave me so much hope um and it doesn't just like get fixed in a day like I didn't leave the hospital and like never felt mental health issues again like it was a really long process and I really have come such a long way with it and I would never even think about that ever again like I was just so young and didn't see a way out so Mm -hmm. I just would like to say to anyone that like is suffering now or like even myself like there's so many other ways out and it gets so much better like I now, like, help kids that, like, feel that way. So I wouldn't trade that for the fucking world. So I made it my life's, like, mission to, like, make people feel 
like never alone so I will say like I feel like everything happens for a reason because I feel like you going through that at such like a young age has made it as unfortunate as like how you felt and all Mm -hmm. but you got through it yeah and you can look back and be like holy shit like I'm a badass like I'm strong as fuck and like yeah now but you give off such like energy that's like like so aware and so accepting and so like understanding you make people feel comfortable like talking well you you really do like when I'm going through something like last year I wasn't even that close with you but Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk to you about it I remember texting you being I just want to hang out with you like (laughs) I want to like I want to talk to you about this because I've never experienced something like this and I felt like I didn't really even know you and I felt like you understood me yeah and so going through that at probably such a young age like you are now helping like kids that are going through that and you are like I can tell you that it gets better yeah and like you're so aware and like you're so much you just give off like mental health like I want like (laughs) you really you give mental health she's giving mental health (laughs) yeah I think 14 year old me would I like I had a midlife crisis like we'll get into like when we were older like in a little bit like a quarter life crisis because I was like I never pictured myself living this long like what the fuck am I gonna do I think that's so (laughs) no but like that's so important especially people in high school like you don't know life outside of this. Mm-hmm. You are in such a weird age where you're, like, growing up. You're not a kid, but mm-hmm. you're not an adult. You're, like, a teenager. You're feeling all these weird feelings. You have all these deep thoughts that don't make sense to you. Mm-hmm. And so the only way out you know is one thing. And yeah. it's like, no, <laughs> please mm-hmm. don't do that. You have so much more to live for. Yeah, I really came into my own, I would say, when I was, like, 16. And I came home one day. It was junior of high school. <laughs> And I said to my mom, Mom, I'm not going back to school. And she goes, excuse me? And I go, I'm never going back. And I remember my mom um, called her best friend, and she was like, I don't think she's kidding. She said she's not going back. I don't think she's kidding. The next day, I didn't go to school. day after that, I didn't go to school. day after that, I didn't go to school. She started sending – my mom, like, literally, like, I, like, want to also tell younger me, like, my mom sacrificed absolutely everything in life for me, and, like, I just, like, hug her more. Because I didn't, mm-hmm. and I did not appreciate her, and I hated her because she just wanted me to get better. Like, she just kept saying, it's four years of your life, it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, hated her because she was so hopeful, and I was like, You're like, stop! Yeah, like, hope ill. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I didn't go back to school. I did online school, and I, I, so I, had, I got a high school degree, actually a high school diploma, like, a couple months before my friends because I just excelled so much better doing online school through that time. Um, you are literally like my sister. You guys are – this is why yeah. you guys are friends because you remind me – so much of my sister and what yeah. she went through too because mm-hmm. she went on home instruction like yeah she, she didn't go back to school yeah high school just was not for me the environment was so toxic I had really bo- a really bad falling out with my childhood best friend and she like I didn't tell anyone in school that like I tried to kill myself she put it on the internet like it was brutal Ew. like I had a really bad high school experience um and I'm living proof that it really, it's four years of your life and nothing even matters anymore. So if you're in high school and you're listening to this, I don't know if you should be. Like, <laughs> this is a little. I'm going to talk about sucking dick in the yeah, minute. Literally. <laughs> but I'm like, just, um, just know that it, life just completely takes off. Yeah. So. Um, and I also think it's important to realize, like we said before, we even started recording, that we both have like very different experiences. Yes. But I think that's very important. It's so important. Because like it's just important to realize that you can be one way, but that doesn't mean you're like doomed. That doesn't mean no. you're odd. That doesn't mean you're weird. And 
because I maybe me like I mm-hmm. didn't experience these things at this age and how intense it was but that doesn't mean that I will never yeah but that just means that it's different for everybody and it mm-hmm. highlights that even more that everyone's different yeah. everyone goes through different things and that's Absolutely. okay that's com- you just have to make sure you have the right people around you 100% you could be going through a really hard time and come out 50,000 times better or you could have like a really shitty childhood and then have the best adult life or you could have the best childhood and then have a little bit of a rocky period and then excel like mental health or mental even like just like mental illness it like no one is like immune to it like you said no one's immune to it everyone experiences it in some way and just know that there's nothing wrong with you for feeling that way whether you have the best life or the worst life like it happens and things will get better yeah at the end of the day things will get better um like college yeah let's get into it honestly i was in for such a shock in college not because i was like scared to be away from home or anything like that like i was excited i had a i met my friends that I'm from college, my core friends, I met them on the first day I moved in. I'm still friends with them. Mm-hmm. I was blessed so nice. in that way. But my freshman year of college was really hard. Um, I just, a lot of personal things going on at the time. Like I stopped playing basketball, which was like huge to me. Because yeah. I grew, that was like the only thing I knew. That's why I went to the school that I went to was to play basketball. Granted, it was D3, but mm-hmm. still it was like my life at the time. Um, so when I stopped playing, it was like a huge adjustment. Yeah. It was like November too. Like I was playing, I was playing with the team and everything. But before the season started, I was like, I was, I remember sitting on the bench outside the library and on the phone with my mom. Like, I don't know if this is for me anymore. It's such a weird feeling, but so familiar to me when you feel like you've outgrown something. Yeah. And I wasn't really clicking with any of the girls on the team. Like, all my friends were outside of it. Um, I just wasn't myself. I wasn't playing like myself. I wasn't enjoying it. So I kind of knew deep down that I was like, this just doesn't seem like it's for me anymore. And I feel like I'm going to enter into a different life, you know, Mm -hmm. chapter of my life. I think it's the end of basketball for me, which was really hard. Mm -hmm. I... Because that was, like, my whole personality. It was, like, my identity at the time. Yeah. Like, I am a basketball player. Mm-hmm. Who am I without basketball? Mm-hmm. So I had to really, like, find that. And I was... I'm, if I... I would tell my younger self at that time that this is probably the best thing that will, will happen to you. Is not yeah. playing basketball. And Aww. not playing basketball in college. Yeah. It's probably one of the best things that's happened to me. At the time, I didn't believe it. I didn't mm-hmm. want to believe it. Um, I was... Con- like, I don't know. It was just, like, hard adjusting and especially like your first year away from home mm-hmm. um but I would tell my younger self because I thought about transferring I would tell her stay right where you are like mm-hmm. it's just the beginning of like mm-hmm. one of the best four years of your life mm-hmm. um so things things thankfully got better for me um and then like I just had a lot of personal things with like my body going on at the time and when I came home from school like I found out stuff that I'll probably talk about one day, just not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that has a lot to do with like my future. That I was just like eighteen. I don't know what that mm-hmm. means, um, but I'm so thankful that I had my friends around, like from school. I didn't tell any of my home friends. I told my school friends, and mm-hmm. they were like, just always made me feel so supported and like so like normal. Yeah. And then I had a boyfriend all throughout college. I would tell my younger self. 
just because it's comfortable and just because you have a boyfriend doesn't mean that it's healthy and it no. doesn't mean you have to stay in it all at college. No. <laughs> I would tell her, hey, girly, there's other guys that are going to look at you and there's other guys that will appreciate you and you mm-hmm. don't have to ask them or force them to like your Instagram picture. Yeah. I would tell her, do not settle. I would tell her, you're right in the thoughts that you're having. Break up with him. <laughs> I would tell her, stop second guessing. Stop thinking that this is the only thing for you because you're in college together. Mm-hmm. And it would be awkward if you broke up. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Let him see you flex. I would tell her, break up with him after year one. Yeah. Maybe year two. <laughs> but, and listen to your friends and your sister. Yes. Listen to them yeah. because I didn't. Yeah. I stopped telling my friends because I didn't want to hear it. Like, mm-hmm. that's when you know. <laughs> yeah. But I went through a lot. I went through a lot with my ex-boyfriend. I was crying every weekend. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy. I was a me- I was miserable. Everybody mm-hmm. knew I was miserable. And, like, literally everybody. People I didn't even know. I went to a really oh, small God. school. But um, just because you have one good week doesn't mean that that's a good relationship. Oh, my God. I get that. So, I would, you know. I'm not... I don't regret it because, like I said, even before we started... Uh, recording um I don't regret anything that I've gone through or have done because it, it's made me who I am now but you know if I could change some things I'd probably break up sooner yeah and enjoy my time and not cry every weekend yeah and flirt with boys because I love <laughs> boys so <laughs> but I had a re- like I had a really good college experience like I was in a sorority I partied a lot um, I went to bars underage, like, I got banned from a bar, I had a boyfriend, I had many di- different groups of friends, like, I enjoyed it, but I wish I could change. Yeah. I don't, it's not anything against him, it was just the relationship itself, so, mm-hmm. I still, like, if I saw him, I'd probably say hi to him, but yeah. that's it, I won't, don't know if I'd give him a hug. <laughs> no hugs. <laughs> and None. I would tell myself, wear sunscreen. Okay. I'm telling myself that now, too. Period. For my skin. Oh, sunscreen's so important. I put it on my face every day. I need to. Yes. Super Goop. I'm super using Super Goop. Goop now, and I love it. Oh, you got it? I have, well, like, it's got, like, this mini thing from Sephora, uh-huh. and I got, like, a little sample size, and I'm loving it. Good. It's literally this big. No, you gotta get so more. It's so yeah. good. It makes your skin feel so nice. I feel, like, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you are beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, what would you tell yourself? Uh, my college me really like completely transformed um, when I was 17 I think I no I think I had to be legal no I, was, <laughs> I had to be legal no I was legal I, I think I was I think I was 18 yeah I was 18 I backpacked across Costa Rica by myself it was like one of the craziest wow, things I've ever done our brave queen yeah I, literally anxious little teenage me was like you know what I want to do I want to go live in the jungle in Costa Rica so mm-hmm. l- there you go little anxious old me put on a backpack and flew to Costa Rica by herself and volunteered in the jungle with animals and it was probably one of the best experiences of my life it really made me branch out and like really come into my own help me start understanding my personality and that like I am a likable human being you are the most likable (laughs) human being brave but I didn't believe it for so long oh my god I wish I knew you because I would literally hype you up so much (laughs) like you are even when I first met you I was like I love this bitch like you're so personable you adapt to everyone's personality like you are a very good friend to have thanks I want you to know that yeah I definitely know it now but little me did not um and that trip really helped me and then 
Um, during college, I was with like two of my best friends for the first two years, which was really nice. And then um, I transferred because I was at like a community college because I didn't know what I really wanted to do. And then I fell in love with psychology and I transferred and um, I ended up studying abroad. And I literally brought with me 10 books because I thought I was going to make no friends and I was just going to sit under right. the Coliseum. I think right. I said this said before. This, yeah. um, but it really helped me come into my own. I'm still like very close with a lot of people I traveled with. Um, I would just tell me at that time, like just really soak in the moment because that's when I really think I started coming into my own and like really like starting to like myself. Um, and then in college, I was diagnosed with PTSD um and I was sexually assaulted and this is gonna sound so fucked up it was the worst probably the worst thing that has ever happened to me but it, it I didn't know it at the time and it was a very hard time and it really made me spiral I got into a relationship with this guy that just sucked and I talked about him in the cheating episode when he proposed to the right. girl Fuck um but it really made me like sit and think like men and other people are not going to fix you. You are going to fix you. Hell yes. And one of my favorite quotes that I would tell to myself when I was that age is, time does not heal wounds, you heal your wounds. And you should be very fucking proud of that. Mm -hmm. So because time helps you with perception and helps you look at things in a bigger picture, but it doesn't heal the pain that you felt. So you do that with hard work and determination. Yes. And I really started you to do come the work. into my own. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely something I would tell myself. And I would just tell myself that, I don't know, just keep fucking pushing because you're actually starting to like who you are. Yay. So, you should love it. You are yeah. the best. You're a kick-ass, <laughs> badass bitch. Yeah. And you, any guy would be lucky. I, t I tell you this all the time, though. It's not news. I am, I'm like your biggest fan. <laughs> I'm I biggest fan too. <laughs> I just actually opened my phone up because I took screenshots of like things that I've seen online. Like, because I've seen mm -hmm. a lot of TikToks, like, oh, what would you tell your younger self? Mm -hmm. One of them is that boy who just broke your heart, the one you swear um, every breath possesses, you'll never get over. You will. Yes. You I really think this is will. a common theme for us both. Yes, us both, and literally for, for anyone. anyone. Like, it's so true. Like, that boy that makes you feel like shit, like, they're not going to be... Like, they're probably going to be ugly now. Yeah, I would also... Like, like, there's plenty of other fish in the sea. So many. My mom says there's a pot... A lid for... A pot for every lid? Yes. A lid for every pot. Oh, my therapist says that, too. And my mom is my therapist. Mm -hmm. Like, I would call her all the time just in the calf, like, venting about my boyfriend and being like, is this fucking normal? And she'd be like, no. Mm -hmm. But I'd be like, oh, well. <laughs> And I, I just, yeah, I don't know. But I, yeah. Yeah. To my younger self and to the younger generation, listen to your parents. Listen. Listen to your mom. My mom literally, everything she always says is right. And I never want to admit it, even yeah. to this day. But really, she has probably the best advice I've ever gotten in my life. I would also tell myself in college, um, it's okay that you don't know what you want to do. Yes. It's so okay. It's so normal. Yes. It's normal to not have like a very direct plan like mm -hmm. you're gonna figure it out yeah i tell myself that now even mm -hmm. because all of my friends at the time like my home friends my school friends they were going to uh, ot school speech pathology school they were doing grad school they all had nursing teaching like mm -hmm. a direct path where i was psychology i kind of knew what i wanted to do i kind of didn't mm -hmm. i didn't i don't know i was like freaking what 21 mm -hmm. i don't know i was 18 when i went mm -hmm. to school like i'm super young for my grade too but like i was 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't, and it's totally fine. It is totally You're going to be okay. You're going to make money somehow. Exactly. And I would say whether you're like confused about what you want to do with your life, whether a boy breaks your heart, whether you're going through trauma, rage kind of builds inside of you when it, that happens, like anger and rage. And just know that you can turn that into power and you can turn that into your purpose. And it's very important to channel your energy into healthy and good things. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I think a lot of like what happened to me like in my school year mm-hmm. transferred over to like post-grad because me and my boyfriend had just broken up and I literally had the worst breakup. Like not the worst, like it was just super unhealthy. I would tell my younger self going through my first breakup, cut off communication yeah. right away. He does not want to be with you. He's, I don't know. He's very confused. Stop. Like yeah. it's not a yes. It's a no. Stop. You'll get over it a lot quicker. You're going to have so much fun when you move home. Yeah. You're going to have so much fun. You're going to meet tons of new boys. Mm -hmm. You're going to go out and enjoy yourself, and he's going to be kicking himself. Yes. Leave it alone. Absolutely. I wish I did that. 100%. My breakup was dragged out for another two years. (laughs) But then I got to a point where I was like, I physically just don't, I can't even fake my emotion for you anymore. I got over it. There you go. But I would tell, I just be like, girl just stick up for yourself yeah. I don't have a problem sticking up for myself to like literally anybody else it's just like I get so insecure around like boys in relationships and I I know now that I have attachment issues mm-hmm. but it doesn't stem from I talked about this in therapy I'm like I just don't know where this could have came from um because I've, I've had very good relationship with my parents mm-hmm. like I but so not and then she was the one that told me it's not necessarily from your childhood it can be like from your early adulthood Mm -hmm. and you've had a lot of people just leave out of nowhere absolutely yeah so that's what it is I think with me is I'm very scared of being almost abandoned like Mm -hmm. and I latch on to something Mm -hmm. super super tight and hard yeah and that brings me to my last relationship that I would tell myself a year ago that you're gonna get through it this is probably the worst time of your life Mm -hmm. not just going through a breakup but I had some personal things going on also like unfortunately my friend had passed away mm-hmm. and my mom was in the hospital like it was a lot of uncertainty um a lot of not understanding life at the time mm-hmm. and why these things are happening yeah. and questioning like my own like path mm-hmm. and very disappointed with like I'm not very religious but I was almost like mad at God yeah I'm like why are you doing this mm-hmm. like what is happening I, I had a lot of stuff going on with my family at the time and I just wasn't happy. I was a miserable person to be around. I was not happy. But um, I think going through that was also something I needed to do. Yeah. I needed that growth. I As uncomfortable as it was, I always say get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. Um, because it'll make you probably a better version of yourself. And yes, I've lost a lot of friends throughout since being home from school and even just this last year. But I, I think it was all meant to be like this. I yeah. don't... I don't regret it. I don't miss him like that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think everyone comes into your life for a reason, a season, yes, whatever it may be. True. And I want to tell myself a year ago to believe that, and surround yourself with people that you know are your friends, mm-hmm. and give other people a chance. Yeah. And don't be afraid to speak about your feelings because it's valid. Yes. All your feelings are... Everyone's feelings are valid, even if they feel irrational. Yeah. You know. If they come out of nowhere, just get in tune with, like, 
other like beliefs like manifesting yeah. like experiment find what you like yeah you really have some come such a long way in a year you uh, really yeah. have and it was probably like that's what I wanted to say too like because how we've been so different like mm-hmm. I really experienced like my lowest point probably last year mm-hmm. um and I never thought I would be like that like mm-hmm. I was like I'm so like in tune with myself I'm so whatever this this and that no, it can come. It it will affect you. Like, yeah. it just because you've gone this far, like, doesn't mean like you won't have like a breakdown almost. Yeah. My my sister was so concerned about me. Like she yeah, was texting she you. Was. She really was. I have never like she was like I have never seen Danielle like this. Yeah. Like, so that's why I'm, that's why I felt so comfortable talking to you though too because yeah. I'm like you get it and yeah. I, I don't know what you've been through but I can I you were just so caring and like yeah. understanding that I'm like. I fuck with this bitch. Yeah. Like, even more so than I did. And Aww. I think it brought us closer. I think, yeah, I yeah. think it definitely did. What would you tell yourself a year ago? A year ago? <laughs> Where was I a year ago? What's today, May 8th? Um, <laughs> I honestly, I was loving life a year ago, to be completely honest with you. Like, I was, like, in a really healthy headspace. I was going to the gym, like, multiple times a week. Like, I was really taking care of me and just, like, keep up what you're doing and never settle for less than what you deserve because you have worked too hard to have this peace of mind and let someone something anything get in the way of that and I think me and you do have different stories but I think we came to like we are coming to like the same conclusion like it's just like you really come into your own and I think that's really beautiful especially because we're the same age and you could see like the duality and like how we got to this point Uh um I don't know just never let anyone get disturb your peace no one is worth that and no one is worth you disturbing your routine or the balance that you have created in your life yeah and I definitely I don't know that's basically it's just yeah I would say cry when you want to cry laugh a lot yes laugh a lot I I love laughing I love that I think being present is so important too like I have a definitely a habit of kind of like getting lost like in like my thoughts and rather than enjoying the present moment and that's actually one of the things I wrote down like I just really the next for the next however many years I just want to be present in the moment and I want to be happy and I just want to enjoy the things that are around me I think also what's been really big with me recently is two things just popped into my head um, I would tell myself almost at every phase of life, appreciate your body. Yes. <laughs> appreciate oh your body. God. Like, uh, like you look good. Stop. Yes. You look good. Stop it. Oh my God. 100%. I look back at 16 Stop. year old me with an eating disorder, like vile eating disorder. Like, and I look at pictures and I'm like, oh my God, you were so cute, sis. Like, what is wrong with you? I, I know. I literally am like that right now because like, I look at myself, like even last year, I'm like, oh my God, I was so skinny. So I'm like, wait, I wasn't, like, eating. I was literally yeah. not happy. I looked the best when I was, like, not happy. I was miserable. So I'm like, I'd rather be healthy and happy. Exactly. But also, like, don't put so much pressure on yourself to get back to a certain image that you have in your head that oh you in high school you looked like. You're, you're, especially you women. You pubescent. Yes. You... Especially women. We're women. We're yes. curvy. We're, oh like, we're God. supposed to be like this. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing that I would I stress a lot. 100% and another one especially recently um is to just like appreciate like my family members um I don't know why I'm gonna cry but yeah. just be around them and like appreciate them and like spend time with them and check in on like your older um family members as well and like just have that relationship and like 
be super grateful for it. Yeah. Because um, life is short. Yeah. I'm letting go. <laughs> Danielle. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I've learned, like, recently, obviously. Yeah. So, uh, oh, my God. Why are we? And we're literally, we, honestly, such good content for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One final thing I want to add is just you don't need to look for love necessarily in a partner. Like something I'm realizing is I wake up every day and I'm surrounded by love. I'm surrounded by love with my friends. I'm surrounded by love with my family, my animals. Yeah. Um, you really find love in beautiful places. And I realized like platonic love is so special. And that's something I'm really going to appreciate the next few months. Yeah. Um, and family love. So. Just really soak that in and don't think you necessarily need a partner to feel loved because you should wake up and feel loved every single morning by yeah. yourself too, especially. Yeah, bitch, love yourself. I, I think I'm on the same place right now where I'm mm-hmm. like, I have been alone. I think I needed to be alone. I think yeah. I finally cut off. I, we need, maybe next episode can be situationships because we both. Yeah. But I think now I'm, I needed, like it, it was not supposed to work out for me and I needed this to truly just let things happen yes don't and i would tell myself even last month stop just let things happen um be just in the moment be present be with your friends Mm -hmm. this is the time of your 20s it's supposed to be confusing it's supposed to be fun yes crazy chaotic and Mm -hmm. you're supposed to make mistakes you're supposed to you're supposed to and with that being said like you did not you could only handle those situations in your past in your childhood in your early 20s and whatever stage of life with what you knew so don't beat yourself up for what you didn't know because you didn't know any better and you handled it the best you possibly could at the time and i could be so proud of who you are standing here today with all that you know yeah exactly and give me a high five yes because we've come so like we are bad bitches. we should be so proud of ourselves we should be so proud of ourselves Aww. you know what i'm proud of myself i put my laundry away last week Woo! but What's i did head? laundry on saturday uh-huh. and it's not put away it's yet. still there it's, it's okay. still actually i did it yesterday yesterday okay that's not bad no, but I don't think it's going to go away for another week or so. I'm just okay. tired. All right. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle, what was your unhinged habit this week? Oh, God. <laughs> um, Blacking out. <laughs> like, blacking out. Like, I don't even know. I wake up every morning truly surprised at how I got home. <laughs> I'm not. I get so dangerous. How did I cross the street? How did I, and I take it almost as a talent that I'm able to do that and get home safe I'm and get in the right car. Crying. Uh, I will not be calling any more people when I'm drunk. No, no. No more of that. Um, my unhinged habit is probably that. It's just yeah. going to work pre- basically drunk the next day. Yeah, that's fair enough. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'll be better this week. Okay. What was yours? My unhinged habit this week. So when I I was a little tipsy Saturday night in DC, and when I'm tipsy, I become kind of a klepto. Um, (laughs) So I was sitting at this Italian restaurant, and it wasn't. Well, my friend was like, "We're gonna go to one more place. It's this really nice Italian bar. It was a fucking restaurant, a full-on restaurant." We sat down. She goes, "Just drinks," and they go, "Just drinks." She goes, "My friend's wasted that lives there." She goes, "Yeah, just drinks." So they hand us a drink menu. They're like, "Here's your drink menu." Like, not happy that they're seating us for just drinks. So I get my drink. Fucking disgusting. The worst drink I think I've ever drank in my life. So I was like, "I'm not finishing this," but I. It was like twenty dollars. So I was like, "Well." 
I'm going to take this with me because I paid $20 for it. So I just got up from the table and I took my drink on my merry way in the Uber. Did I finish it? No. <laughs> I oh fell asleep as soon as we got back. <laughs> but that was my unhinged habit because I used to do that a lot. Like when I went out, I would like steal like hand sanitizer and thought I was so fucking cool when I was younger. That's like, so funny. Please. I love that. Uh, are we missing anything? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I love this. I think this was such a wholesome episode and I think... I mean, you definitely learned a lot about the both of us, so... Yeah. I think if... I don't know if I've missed anything, but I'll probably add it on Instagram, so follow yeah, our Instagram. Definitely. Um, I would also tell anybody out there going through a hard time that it does get better, like we've said. Yes. Um, no one or thing will... Should have a like impact on you where you're questioning like your own self. No. Be confident in yourself. Appreciate yourself. Look at how far you've come. Be proud of yourself. Man. Be proud of yourself. You're so worthy... Even if you don't feel that way right now, I promise you, you are. And that try to look. Passes, yeah. yeah, try to look at yourself in the mirror every single day, and just remind yourself who the fuck you are. Look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you love yourself and every part of yourself. Yes, I saw that on TikTok one yeah. time. Megan Trainer did that, and I did that, and mm-hmm. it made me feel really good. A long time when I was really depressed, I would wake up every morning and say three things I was grateful for, and then three things I liked about myself. And it sounds so stupid, but it really did help. It so. does. Like the little stupid things help. Mm-hmm. They're not even stupid. Like no. they're just silly. They're just silly. They seem things, silly, yeah. but they're really not. They really do help. So find what works for you. Yeah. All right. Well, we love you guys, love you. and we'll see you next week. See you next Tuesday, whores. Bye. Bye. Bye.